Hey, 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 this is uh, Monday morning, 8.29 a.m. And you're listening to the Walkin' Bud Arizona Schnoodle Podcast. And uh, it is, I'm, I'm wearing a short sleeve today. And it's uh, 56 degrees. 56, not bad. Going up to 74. Kind of an overcast day. And this podcast is going to be called The Proposal. And nope, the proposal, and nope. So I had a little uh, experience last night. I felt, I just felt called to participate in my church. We, uh, we've had a pastor the last three years, and he was called back to the esteemed and position, which you know, I think anybody would would definitely leave Phoenix to go back to the state, the great state of Indiana, and be the state director of the Southern Baptist Convention. You got to give that up, man. It's an influential job. You know, so we I think we have a state director in Arizona. I've been involved in the church for 20 years, never heard from them. So, yeah, they're really influential. So, a little bit of sarcasm, perhaps? Of course. Cynic, cynicism and sarcasm is par for the course on the podcast. So, <clears throat> I had a mental agenda, you know, talking about the, the family meeting as one where, you know, we discuss issues and future of the church and with the pastor leaving it's a big deal we also just so happen to be changing to an elder-led model <laughs> whatever whatever that is i i prefer the way paul does it he's he's more of a holy spirit led model you know just let the holy spirit do it but there's a lot of uh i guess there's a lot of mammon or politics or issues that have to be worked out in the flesh so we'll we'll lay on top we, you know we'll we'll talk about that the holy spirit exists and is really leading us but uh we're going to put in a structure of elder-led model so that was on topic and i don't i'm not going to fight that i was i was pretty proud of myself i'm not arguing that I'm not arguing in fact i didn't come to argue which is really really um tough for me because uh, that's my nature. So I, 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 the, the casual thing to say is like, well, I prayed about it. And in reality, I, I was praying about it, but uh, maybe not in the casual, just throw it across. Like, yeah, I'm praying about it. I thought about it in my mind and I thought, well, God, what do you, how should I do this? And I just felt like I had to bring us something up. So one of the barriers to, I, I, I first of all, I don't like the, Southern Baptist Convention. I'm in Arizona and we've never really had slaves out here or we don't have a big issue with social justice or lynchings. I don't know what. And I just don't, I don't feel like I need to carry the water for these people back in Georgia and Alabama. I don't, you know, this stuff, a lot of this stuff happened a hundred years ago, but they still keep bringing it up and flagellating themselves over stuff from years and years ago. And so 
because we are associated with the Southern Baptist churches, even way out here in the desert. And with the company man pastor we had from Kentucky and the number one seminary by led by the great Dr. Al Mohler, who's said some really good things. Um, and one of the things he did is, I'll give him a shout out. He talked about the noetic effects of sin. See, noetic effects, that's El noetic poetic. He did a good job with that. And basically, I don't see the application of that in the church leaders because they're pretty arrogant about that they know it all, right? So it's one thing to teach it, but it's another thing to live it out. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I'm not a denomination guy. And that's partly my holy discontent, right? And I can't, I'm not going to run from who I am. I'm not going to try to be like somebody else. I'm not going to wish that, oh, I wish my great-grandfather was the great Southern Baptist minister and deacon and elder and blah, 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 blah. Ain't my story, you know? And, and it doesn't make my story less than anyone else's. And oh, and there I pause. So that's, that is the issue. My wife straightened me out. It's like, it might be a big issue for me, but for most people, they just don't care. They don't think the way I do. So I'm just voicing my concern. So here's how it went down. So a few questions about the budget, complicated numbers. We're in the red, a few thousand bucks here and there. And I thought I couldn't pass up the opportunity to say, hey, well, you know, the senior pastor is probably making 100 grand. He's uh, no longer on the payroll, so we should have some um, excess that's not being spent. So is this really still red or, you know, are you still paying the guy or what, what's going on here? You know, no answer, really. Not a really good answer. Not like, oh, well, we're, we're taking the surplus. No, I mean, one answer could have been, well, we're taking the surplus and putting it in. Um, an account or something, reserving it or something. You know, we got an interim pastor that's not, doesn't have the same duties as the full-time previous pastor. So by statement of work, you know, what, what we're asking him to do, he should get, he shouldn't get nearly paid as much as that. So there should be a few thousand bucks here, which goes back to the previous arguments from a month before he left, where it was like, oh, we can't afford 2,000 bucks out of a $1.3 million budget to pay for child care. Well, now we should be able to. Now we should be able to. That's just logic, cash flow stuff. I'm not, I'm not an accountant, and I didn't get into it, so there's one. Then the other was the attendance is flat or decreasing a little bit. And I just said, hey, you know, is anybody doing like a voice of the customer? Like, because some of these families that have left, they're still here in town. It's not, they didn't, it's not like they left because they moved away. They just left because there was something not quite right with the church. So don't you think you should go talk to them and get, get some feedback? I mean, it's not that hard. You say, well, what's going on? Especially since, you know, you want to run the church like a business. Well, if you're running it like a business, ask your quote-unquote customers what they think. But, you know, they, it's this bi, bipolar nature of the church. It's like they want to be spiritual and sometimes, and they want to be fleshly on the other. It's like you go, well, this is business. Is it business or is it spiritual? Business, spiritual. Business, spiritual, right? So getting feedback from people that left would be business. And so instead of answering the question like, yeah, that's a good idea, let's go get the feedback. It's like, oh, well, let's go spiritual now. Now all of a sudden we're spiritual. Like, well, no, that's kind of rude that people make their mind, God works and then, and then, and then. 
So now we're not going to get the feedback. But then we switch back to business. So I am a tough guy to talk to because I analyze stuff. So no one probably wants to talk to me because <laughs> I'll just figure out what's wrong with their statement. It's not so much wrong with their statement. It's just like I challenge it. I'm just saying, well, why aren't you asking uh, people that left why they're leaving? Get some data. Let's get some data. Are we business? Oh, that's, that's too much like a business. Well, isn't that what this is? This is a business meeting. It's called, you call it, used to call it a business meeting. Now you call it a family meeting. So once again, switching back and forth from business to spiritual, business to spiritual. So this, uh, this podcast is uh, just me unloading my thoughts as I walk the dog, of course. That's pretty much what happens here on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of hyped up about it. Yeah, pretty hyped up about it, the whole thing. Now I just, the unintended consequences were, now my wife's upset because she has a song to do in a couple of weeks. And now she's feeling uncomfortable because the music minister was on stage. And I didn't argue with him or anything, but he was, you know, he's part of the defending the stay in the Southern Baptist thing. And he's defending, this is a ridiculous question. And the question really is just a question. I didn't say I had the answer. I said, so what would it take if we wanted to leave? I just want to know, do we have to buy ourselves out? Does the Southern Baptist Convention own us? And it's, again, here's another one of these uh, business spiritual, business spiritual things. There was a sex scandal the last couple of weeks. It came out in the Houston Chronicle. 200 pastors over the last 20 years had like 700 cases of sexual abuse. That's pretty unethical, right? I mean, uh, you know, sexual abuse, I would say, fits in the category of unethical. And yet we're paying a department called the Ethics and Religious Liberty Council $4 million a year to lobby, I think, the government. So the guy probably would say, well, it's not my charter to look after the ethics of the members, but I am to look after for the ethics of the government. So when Donald Trump does something, uh, and by the way, I happen to be leaning Democratic, so I'll go ahead and jump on and criticize him. That's the one Dr. Moore. So that tweezes my bumpus. That, that tweezes my bumpus. That upsets me. So yeah, I do have an ax to grind. So um, what else? What else? We got a dog here. Hey, good morning. Good. These yeah. guys might be all right. Hi, Say hi. They've talked to each other before, huh? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good day. Come on, bud. He's all right. <laughs> so, so uh, the proposal went forth. And I, I was thinking, like, this is where I prayed, thought, meditated, consulted with um, the God in my mind. How do I word this? How do I do it? I, I did consult with a guy a few hours before the meeting, and I said, so what should I just keep it, you know, instead of going into reasons or anything, should I just, you know, his, his comment was, just keep it short, keep it short. So I waited, waited, waited. Actually, I'm pretty proud of myself, right? So there was all this debate over elders, which I found comical, but stayed out of it. I'm just waiting for my moment, waiting for my moment. Any more questions? Any more questions? And, uh, yeah, I do have a question. Um, it's sort of a, more of a proposal, and I'm looking for a second motion because we have these 
Robert's Rules things or something where you got to, you know, someone can make a proposal, but somebody has to second it. 150 people in the room. I already prepped one guy. I didn't, I didn't like give him a call to action before and say, look, dude, I'm going to make a proposal. I need you to second it, which I should have done, but I didn't know. I figured he'd be on board, man. So I'm like, here's my proposal. I want to know what does it take to get out of the denomination? And, uh, you know, kind of hush, you know, I kind of shocked people with that. But I thought that was a softer approach than to say, hey, I want a proposal to do, uh, to decide whether we should leave the Southern Baptist Commission. No, I wasn't doing that. I was just saying, what would it take if we wanted to do that? Let's do that first. You know, that was my, what I thought was the less controversial um, approach and the, uh, uh, what else? It was the approach that would possibly get a second motion and I wasn't saying I had the answer so this took about three minutes I made a proposal some people church chimed in most people are like what is this guy talking about where is he coming from and you know I said a few things about like why are we feel like this is so important for us we're in Arizona a lot of the issues of the national thing are back in Georgia South Carolina and North Carolina, Alabama, and like, why do we want to care about this stuff? Can we just get rid of it? And um, can I get a second? Anybody? Anybody? And that was my Jerry Maguire moment. It's like, hey, who's going with me? Who's going to look at this? I'm not really leaving. I'm just, who's at least curious to know what it's going to take? And, you know, I did get some feedback during the discussion, like, well, you know, the Southern Baptist Convention is on the title to the property and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, I was told that they may have put in 200 grand uh, um, back in 91. But, like, why didn't we pay it off? Why didn't we just pay it off right away in the first couple of years, you know? You know? So they got our, their tentacles in us. That's what I don't like. It seems apparently they have our tentacles. They have their tentacles into us. And, um, you know, there was a comment like, well, you know, if we want to leave, then we have to leave the, vacate the building. I'm like... Well, that's one option, but what about just buying it out? What's it going to take to buy it out? You know, and then and then the, the sneaky little double-edged sword there is you, you can say, oh, well, you had 200000 investment, and oh, now the property's worth $2 million, uh, mostly because we built a building on it, which we're paying for ourselves, not with any of your money. So let's make a negotiation. How about $600,000? Oh, no, the property's worth $2 million, so we want the whole thing. I'm like, okay, well, you can take the $800,000 debt, too, and we can just go on and not pay that back. I don't know. I'm not trying to make this classic, they call it the church split, because I'm not a Southern Baptist, right? So I don't really care. I never liked it. The first 23 years, the pastor had nothing to do with the Southern Baptist church. Didn't didn't go to conferences, didn't do this and that. But for some reason, the last three years with this new guy, all of a sudden we're we are now Southern Baptist church, which is ironically... The guy, along with that, making it more Southern Baptist Church, he wanted to remove Baptist from the name of the church. So, how stupid is that? I'm like, I'm all for removing Baptist from the name of the church. But to be fully, in, to be fully a man of integrity, I would say, that means we got to leave the denomination. And the pastor at the time said, oh, no, that'll never happen. I said, okay, well, I guess you don't, I, don't, I recommend not removing Baptist because it's, it's kind of like truth and lending. You know, you might as well, tell people the truth so probably from outside analysis i happen to live in it with these people for 20 some years it's like 
we're a church of 450 in a community of 70,000 and we're stuck, right? We're just stuck. So I don't know if it, what it's going to take to bust, bust growth out of these people, but it shouldn't be a person that does it. It should be the Holy Spirit. So one of my favorite Chuck Colson's comments is, our hope is not in the laws we pass, what great things we do as a nation, what uh, our hope is in the power of God working through the hearts of people. So that was a little bit applied to politics, but basically... This is a political situation. Some people feel like, oh, I've got to be part of the Southern Baptist Church. I just got to. So that's that. And uh, that's where we're at. And we're down a shortcut walk with a dog. And as I was finishing up my little plea for a second motion, I didn't get it. Even the even the guy that I thought would, and his wife, neither one of them spoke up. They were silent, and, and they were they were vocal previously about things like, "Well, do we have you know we're supposed to the bylaws say the new bylaws we just passed were says we got to have five elders, and you're presenting us four elders. How come we don't have five elders? And you know are we going to violate the bylaws? An elder, number of elders right away, and blah 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 blah. Fifteen minutes of discussion on that. <laughs> and. It's like people want to talk about the superficial things, the $2,000 for um, child care. And they don't want to talk about, and then they want to talk about whether we have four elders or five. And then when the new pastor comes, we need a six one. So it's like four, five, six. And I'm like, this, I'm just sitting there listening, just listening, taking it in, waiting my time. All the elder questions are done. Any more questions? Oh, yeah, I got one. I got one. Can we, uh, I want to make a proposal to uh, see what it would take to leave the Baptist Church, Southern Baptist Church Convention. Just want to know the facts. I'm not saying what to do. I'm not saying what the answer is. Let's get some facts. Oh, no, it's impossible. It's impossible. And yet we're here's we're a church that preaches the gospel and that the Bible is an inerrant word of God. So therefore, nothing is impossible with God. And I'm not to presume that this would lead to anywhere but God's will. So let's just look at it. It's like if you're a doctor, you know, and someone is uh, in pain, you're going to examine the pain. What's it going to take? You're just going to ignore it and go like, well, that's impossible. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not going to look at it. That leg looks damaged, but I'm not looking at it. I'm not going to find out what it takes. I'm not. That's stupid. I mean, I don't, there's no logic in this thing. But people just don't want to think at a deep level. It's so painful. I don't know where I'm going. There's what is this? Just like one percent of the population has a brain and cares about stuff and is passionate about things. I guess so. I guess the conclusion is, sadly, that people just don't care. You know, they don't. They're not aware of stuff. And I try to make them aware, but that's that. So I did my Jerry Maguire thing. Anybody? Anybody? And I heard a woman's voice somewhere go, nope. <laughs> she just had to be quiet. That's all she had to do is just stay quiet. But don't. As my friend in Georgia said, he's like, right away, without hesitation, he goes, well, she doesn't like you, Michael. <laughs> 
That's because she doesn't like you. <laughs> what? Somebody doesn't like me? Everybody loves Mike, right? But I guess not. And I didn't make a scene out of it. I kind of, was in the back of my mind, I was like, I wanted to say like, I was kind of like the Jesus moment. Like, who touched the hem of my garment? It's like, who said nope? <laughs> and, and my old self would just dig on the ladies. I'd look at the lady and I'd say, so uh, you're saying nope because you're not curious about what it would take. Um, I think you're ahead of yourself, lady. I'm just asking to find out what it takes. And you, you don't want to. You don't want to know what it would take. You know, and I, I can assume the answer is she just wants to keep her little Southern Baptist little community of 450. And if it goes down to 400 or 350, who cares? What does she care? Maybe she's doing jack for Jesus. <laughs> she's probably, she's probably one of the ones that are doing jack for Jesus, man. So that was my experience. I don't know. I've been kind of talking about this stuff for weeks and I just go with it. And I'm, I'm not saying I have answer directly. I mean, I feel like it would be good to leave because I don't want that albatross around my neck. But I guess other people like the albatross, so I'm kind of leaning towards just leaving now. And that's, that's, that's interesting because I'm not a church hopper, and I know all churches have issues, but this structure is just so sad to me. And uh, um, only one person's reached out to me that was there out of like 150 people. And now I got this problem because my wife has the song and now she's kind of ticked off at me. And I didn't do this to tick her off. I did this because I felt like I needed to do it. So there's more to come, more drama to come. I, I don't know. I'm not, I honestly don't want to do it. I just, I just feel like I need to. And does that fit with what I'm writing? Probably. It's, pro it's probably exactly in line with what I'm, the message I'm trying to get out. The sad thing is, I think it's not going to, it probably won't, um, the audience for it probably won't be as big as I thought it would be, but it's probably big enough, you know? I mean, if people have a, want to think, and maybe, maybe there's a small audience that wants to think, but of course, people that bother to read books usually are thinkers, right? If you're going to read something, you might as well think, right? So, um, that's where we're at. i got about two minutes to go, three minutes to go to get back home. And um, I'll end this podcast, which I'm assuming is rather short. And, uh, yeah, I'm energized because I spent an hour explaining to my wife what happened and now she's dealing with it. She's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore, which I understand. And I had to walk the dog and I wanted to get it out, get my feelings out. And, uh, maybe you find it boring. I don't know. Maybe the listener is hopefully laughing about it because I'm just trying to make things better for people, for everyone to walk in the spirit, to, uh, see the, the power of God that uh, we should be focusing on and not 
politics of denominations, but oh, organized religion. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not the first one to deal with this. I know that. So many people have disappointed in it. So I guess I, uh, I don't know what to do at this point. It'd be nice if somebody um, called or did something. I don't know. Um, so the, we'll see what happens. I got to do stuff today. And uh, I had a lot of stimulation last week to probably influence this. But uh, I feel like I thought it out. And, and uh, I'm like, I just wanted to get it out. So 25-minute podcast. And uh, this has been the proposal. Nope. The proposal. Nope. So grace, peace, and mercy to you all. Bye-bye.